Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Today's episode is brought to you by Talkspace. You going through shit? You don't want to get off your couch? You just want to text a therapist? Well, Talkspace is the app for you. It makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist handpicked for you as for as little as $32 a week. That's not bad for a therapist, honestly. Using Talkspace, you could text audio and video message your therapist and talk about your life. What's going, keeping you up at night? Or even your annoying coworker. They're really encouraging you to just really bitch about whatever you want. <laughs> to sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF and to show your support for this podcast. By also going to Talkspace and, and you know, giving them your problems, uh, use the code GWF. You can get $30 off your first month. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. That was good. I don't think they wanted me to read it like that, but whatever. Well, you know. I'm in a mood. It, however you want to read it, it's your artistic choice. I believe they leave it up to the artist. That's true. I'm a fucking artist. Well, if you want to see us live, come yeah, do it. Yeah, you should. If you're in New York City on Thursday, January 5th at 7.30 p.m., uh, Wendy Starling and I are putting on the Wendy Starling birthday edition of Glamour Puss. It's 21 and up. Tickets are 15 bucks. Link is in the description of this podcast, 82 West 3rd Street. I said all those details in a weird order, but you can fucking get what I'm saying. Just come. It sells out every week. Uh, and I didn't put it on Month. this sheet that we're working off of, but uh, Nacho, <laughs> Nacho Bitches is happening on Friday, January 27th, uh, co-hosted by myself and Blair Saki. That's at New York Comedy Club at 11.15 p.m. Let's start 2017 off right, you know, by getting uh, blackout drunk and eating things that aren't good for us. Use code NACHO for $10 tickets. And we're going on tour uh, again. <laughs> oh, aren't you sick of us? No, you're not. Shut up. Uh, most of these dates have sold out, but these are the ones that have not yet. So if you live in these cities and you want to come see us, get your tickets now. Cause me thinks they's going to sell out. And also it gives us a heart attack. Like when we like are heading off places and there's five tickets sold. So just for our peace of mind. We got to Florida today and they're like, oh, two tickets. And then it was like packed. So key tickets now. Seattle, Washington on Saturday, January 14th. We're going to be at the Parlor Live Comedy Club. Uh, San Francisco. Again, there's a date missing. It's it's it's, uh, Sunday, January 15th. I actually knew that off the top of my head. I couldn't even believe it. It's a lot to keep Uh, track of. (laughs) We're going to be at at Cobb's Comedy Club as part of Sketchfest. The 7 p.m. show is already sold out, but we added a 9.30 p.m. show, so tickets are still available to that. Portland, Oregon, Wednesday, January 18th at Helium, 8 p.m., sold out, so we added a second one, 10 p.m. There are tickets still available. Get them now. Spokane, Washington, on Thursday, January 19th. We're coming to the Spokane Comedy Club. I've never been to Spokane, but my friend just posted this picture of really good pancakes she ate there, so I'm excited to come. Yeah, I want to track. I want to interview Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> uh Los Angeles, California, Saturday, January 21st at 5 p.m. We're going to be at the Alleyway. It's part of Riot Fest, so get a pass, get a ticket, whatever suits your boat. Boston, you have been begging us to come there on Thursday, April 13th. We're going to be playing the Wilbur, which is awesome. This show is almost sold out. I know it's in April, but buy tickets now because I don't want to see those crying face emojis when this show sells out. Chicopee, Massachusetts. Friday, April 14th, we're going to be at the, here we go, (laughs) Hukilau. That's probably really bad that I said it that way. (laughs) Hukilau? It's who? 
Hooki Lao is would, three separate words. I would go with that with a second pronunciation. Hey, we're gonna be at the Hooki Lao. Just ignore what I just. <laughs> the Hooki really Lao. I'm so. It sounds. Up. It sounds like it's gonna be cool. I'm excited. Oh, I'll talk about it. Okay. Uh. So, I'm dealing with some shit. I just got bad news about my mom's health. And it really sucks. Um, and it, I, I heard about it last night and I'm really trying to process it. So if anybody out there has any tips, I will greatly appreciate it. Um, again, if you know my mom, maybe no one does. And I keep saying this, but like, just shut the fuck up and don't fucking tell her. Um, this is just something that is I am broken. Um, she has a. Uh, her brain is deteriorating. She has uh, uh, dementia and uh, we just found out and uh, I'm trying to deal and I can't because I feel the saddest sadness I've ever felt in my life. And uh, I don't know. Um, it's just when stuff like that happens, you go, OK, you know, I told Stephen when I found out last night and I'm like, I really I don't mean to pressure you, but I would like to get married so she could see it. Um, but it's just all these thoughts are going through my head of, you know, one thing I don't want to rush is having a baby, but it's something I do want to do one day. And uh, just, it's really hard not to think about her not being there for that. Um, and I'm just, you know, going through some shit. <sighs> Comes in waves, but it's, uh, is the most broken I have ever felt. And, uh, I always try to gain control of things when I feel out of control and there's just, you just got to sit with it. So, uh, I can't, I, w I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it, but I can't, it's consuming me. Um, and it, it, I don't know. Um, I don't know how you deal with news like this. I've never had to lose anybody. I've never had warning especially, but, um, you know, my grandparents who were old by the time they passed away. And um, I've never lost a friend. I've never had a friend die. And uh, I just don't know how to do you've had you said you've had friends die. Come yeah. On. I mean, I think uh, I've just never dealt with I I I very close with my mother and I love her so much to the point where when she's sad, I'm sad. And sometimes I don't even know she's sad, but I just feel this sadness and it, I feel like I'm so connected to her. And then when I read that. Carrie Fisher died and then Debbie Reynolds and her mother died the mm -hmm. next day. I was like, holy shit. That is so, it's beautiful in a dark, sad way, but I feel so connected to her and I always have. And I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it, but I, 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 it's so fresh in my head and I feel like, um, talking about things really does help. So maybe this is just me getting it off my chest so that if anybody has any words of wisdom or if they've ever dealt with this, um, I'm all ears because I don't know what to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people I've lost friends, but the, the death of a, of a parent, I think is we were kind of talking about this earlier, something that every 
kid fears. It's yeah. Like the, it's like it's always been my biggest fear. Yeah. Coming straight on with the kind of the worst case scenario, especially a mom like, you know, it's not I know. good to place, you know, one parent over the other. But a mom that's it's special. And I I've, you know, seen some other people go through a similar thing. And it's just like there's yeah. no you there's just no, got to deal. There's you no just words. have to deal and you can't. I just I'm so I just don't want to make the remaining years, hopefully years, uh, overshadowed by my inability to deal with it. But this is the saddest sadness I've ever felt in my life. And I don't know. I got nothing except that. That's that's I don't know how to deal with it. Maybe I'll use talk space. <laughs> God. I don't think even talk space can handle this shit. Um, well, no, I mean, I think for something like this, you might want to see someone yeah, in, you know. in person. Yeah. Maybe not an, an I am. <laughs> that would probably anybody be knows good. any good therapists that are good at dealing with this kind of thing in New York City area, please let me know because, God damn it, your girl needs help. Yeah, I think if anyone, if anyone has gone through... A, when, and I say ve- a very similar experience, like something with dementia. Uh, not it's that your experience as... isn't important, but we don't need to hear from everybody. I think it would be good to have quality over quantity. Yeah, I was because I was telling Corinne, like, I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it because I don't want to get a bunch of I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm already thinking about it enough. But I yeah. do like one of my best friends lost his mother. And I, I remember I was I've you know, I'd known him before she passed and after she passed. But I remember going, how, how are you smiling? How are you, how do you go on? And I, and I always knew that I wouldn't be able to handle it. I just, I don't know. I don't know. You can handle it though. I feel like you're already. I have to handle it. You're like, you're going, you're going to, I think you're underestimating yourself. I think, I just hate being this sad. I hate, no, of course. I can't escape it and I can't. It's, it's fucking everything awful. I'm every song that plays it just somehow mm-hmm. reminds me of her mm-hmm. everything reminds me of her and uh, that's all absolutely <sighs> yeah just get that off my chest I guess yeah and like we said we we know we, we if you don't we know that you care and that and that you're sorry but something like constructive emails would yeah. be a lot more helpful. If someone's going through the same thing, I would like to know any heads up or I don't know, just tips because I'm all I'm I'm open to that stuff. Absolutely. Let's read some emails. We're gonna read one <laughs> long email. Okay, you read but I'll read the you, whole thing. You know, your girl can't read out so loud. So you can take a you can take a moment. Thanks. Um, as I speak about. This the email is called. Really, sh- I really sh- I should have picked one about like. I got too drunk. Uh, <laughs> this one is called I Would Have Been a House Slave. Uh-oh. So, you that's, know, that's not good. Let's get into it. Hello there, uh, Christina and Corinne. First, let me say happy anniversary. I have thoroughly enjoyed every single episode and have been a faithful fucker for a little over a year now. I am not typically a person who would send an email to complete strangers, but the topic discussed in your anniversary episode is something that I have spent a lot of time learning and thinking about and is very personal to me in my dating life. I am a 32-year-old biracial woman who grew up in Iowa, moved away for a time, and moved back to the Midwest three years ago. 
I identify as black because looking at me, people would think I'm crazy if I said I was white. And it is easier to just say black than give my racial ethnic back, uh, breakdown every time someone asks, which is at least a few times per month. The funny thing about this categorization is that I have never really felt like I belonged to either racial category, never being black enough or white enough for either group. Due to being raised in a small town, large for Iowa, population 25,000, in a state with a black population of approximately 2% at the time, I did not have much exposure to black people outside of my family. My friends often joke that, quote, I am the whitest black person they know. I went to a small private school and graduated high school with less than 70 students. At the time, I did not feel different than my peers, except I never had any guys in my school show interest in me romantically and was often ostracized when my crushes found out I liked them. I was made to feel that they were disgusted that I liked them, which was pretty hurtful. I never attributed these issues to my skin color or ethnic background until I went away to college. When I got to college, the minority student affairs group started sending me invitations to their events and black sororities were recruiting. And it was at that time that I started feeling, quote, different. The minority student groups were meant to make minority students feel more a part of the whole, when for me, it made me feel like more of an outsider, like I should only be spending time with people who look like me. But even there, I felt incredibly out of place because I was never, quote, black enough. I've been accused of acting white, dressing white, talking white, wishing to be white, and even recently this month, being raised white. Uh, I've been pushed in a public gathering by a group of black women, had ice water dumped down my back, uh, uninvited and inappropriately touched by unknown black men uh, on dance floors, and threatened with physical violence, all for not being black enough or for having good hair or being light-skinned. Oh, Mm. I'm sorry, skinted. Yes, you read that correctly. Seems the person calling me this created a portmanteau combining the words uh, skin and tinted to make skinted. Oh, okay, I got it. Um, Due to this treatment by black people, I often try to avoid any place with black people because I feel uncomfortable and have at times felt unsafe and violated, never truly feeling comfortable in my skin as a black woman. While I have not felt comfortable in contemporary black culture, I have always been keenly interested in black history and my heritage. I identify with the strong black figures of history and feel pride in knowing that I have the life that I do because of the many black people who sacrificed their safety and many uh, their lives so I could have opportunity and equality. As a child, I read about the transatlantic slave trade, the Underground Railroad, and did book reports on Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth. I read books about MLK and drew pictures of him and in seventh grade even went so far as to tell people that it was possible that I could be related to him because my grandmother's maiden name was Williams, just like MLK's mother's maiden name. I soaked up black history and information about the civil rights movement like a sponge. Therefore, in college, I took a few African-American studies courses. One course I took was an African-American women's studies course during my senior year, and it gave me new perspective and insight into societal views of black people, black women, interracial racism, and interracial uh, dating. 
Fast forward to three weeks ago and insert the Guys We Fucked third anniversary episode in which you talked about interracial dating issues, and I have so many thoughts and feels about the topic. Let me start by saying I am not a black woman who feels slighted when I see a black man with a white woman. I actually relish in it because it is comfortable for me. My dad is black and my mom is white. When I relish in even more um, is seeing a black woman with a white man, as I am typically attracted to white men. Seeing a black woman with a white man makes my my heart smile and gives me hope for myself that I might meet someone I am attracted to regardless of their race or ethnic background who is also attracted to me and wants to date me. Uh, I have had just one relationship in my 32 years and it was five years ago with a white man who was an incredibly progressive thinker from a progressive family. My singleness is not for lack of trying, as I have been on dating sites intermittently the past six years. I attribute my lack of relationships to living in the Midwest the majority of my life and primarily being attracted to white men who consciously or subconsciously do not feel that they can take someone of a different race or an ethnic background home to their family. One of my friends in college was dating a black man and her parents said, you can't be serious about this guy. We don't think you should marry him. What if you had children? How could you do that to your children? I've actually heard this sentiment on multiple occasions over the past 15 years. And as the biracial product of an interracial marriage, I cannot pinpoint anything that my parents, quote, did to me that has negatively impacted my life being in an interracial relationship. I gave you a lot of personal background, but I feel it is important as a basis for how I have come to think about this topic. In the anniversary episode, you talked about angry black women, interracial discrimination and differences, and black man, white woman relationships. All of these issues really date all the way back to slavery. Slave masters often raped the female slaves, which was the start of black women being seen solely as sex objects. The female slaves would often become impregnated with the slave master's children, which would spark anger and jealousy in the slave master's wife. The slave master's wife would then sleep with the slave men to, quote, get even with their husbands. Let me break it down even further. Slave children who were fathered by the master were made house slaves, and because of the racial mixing, their skin was lighter. Thus, intraracial racism was born. You mentioned varying views of beauty based upon skin tone in the episode. This is where that originates from. And also, Mike said that, not us, just for the record. Uh, Before we get in any more trouble than usual, Uh, field slaves were darker skinned because they were always in the sun and less likely to be raped by the slave master. The house slaves were lighter skinned because they were of mixed race. Thanks, daddy slave master, and were treated better and viewed as being more attractive slash privileged. Slave master's wife would seduce and sleep with the male slaves because they felt slighted by their husbands who were raping the female slaves instead of having sex with them. Thus, black man slash white woman couples seem to be more acceptable and common. When a black man is with a white woman, society tells tells us that they transcend social classes, that it is a hand up and the black man is more respected because they are civilized or more successful. And that is why they are able to catch a white woman. 
black women are often highly sexualized and seen as sex objects. Slave masters were sexually attracted to the female slaves and would rape them. Mm. Female slaves were horribly degraded during slavery, and this set up the attitude that black women are desirable for sexual encounters, but not desirable mates. Mm. White men are subconsciously seen as, quote, dating down a class if he is seen with a black woman. If people do not think this happens, please look up Tamara Maori and the reaction to her engagement to a white man when her engagement photos were released online. Mm. Totally disgusting. Hmm. Getting back to the thought from the episode about why black women feel slighted and angry when white women are with black men. Well, putting it very simply, if white men date white women and black men date white women, who is left for the black woman? If you think about the historical reasons and background for how interracial relationships are seen, usually subconsciously, all of this is the basis for why black women think and feel the way they do. It seems like it is bullshit, but it is very real. Uh, When it comes to dating and relationships, I am acutely aware of how society views me as a black woman, especially when I see that men in my area are predominantly only looking for white and Caucasian women, according to their dating profiles. I find myself playing Uncle Tom to prove I I'm a good catch, that I'm fun and smart and come from a good family. I really hate feeling the need to prove myself to anyone because I am typically a zero fucks type of gal, but this is my current reality and I would really love to have a companion to do sweet shit with, i.e. travel, sex, eating, Uh, comma, other sweet shit. (laughs) Uh, While I'm perfectly comfortable with being alone and doing things alone, I believe life is so much more meaningful and exciting when you have someone to witness it with you. Bottom line, no one should ever feel guilty or bad about being with someone based upon societal norms or expectations. We need to start breaking down the social constructs of interracial relationships, which were created during a time when it, where it was acceptable to own another human based upon their skin color. I'm not certain how we as a society start to change this or if it is even possible in our generation. What I uh, am certain of is that it is an issue that we need to start having conversations about so people can Uh, freely be with the people they love and are attracted to without feeling judged or guilty. Thank you for your anniversary episode because it spurred me to write this email and start the conversation with you. I would love to hear your thoughts on this topic and appreciate how you ladies use your platform to advocate for people from all walks of life. Nothing like writing really personal shit to strangers, but I typically don't talk to my friends about this stuff because it makes people uncomfortable and or no one wants to own up to having or knowing someone who has discriminatory or, uh, prejudiced thoughts and beliefs. I mean, they have a black friend who is the whitest black person they know. Hmm. Isn't that enough to prove that they are not racist? Hmm. Uh, And that's from Lisa. I hope that was okay to give your name, but I think it was such a well-written email. And normally I would never choose to read an email that that was that long, but you just put so much thought into that. And I thought it was a really great um, point of view, especially, you know, when white, white, white feminism is rampant guys. Yeah. And Um, I think that that that's the beginning of the answer to how you solve the problem is just at least step one is building awareness and having the conversation. So exactly the education that you sought out. Thank you for supplying that to us because that that's some interesting shit. Right. And it's just it's just so frustrating when you hear just like discrimination is happening everywhere. It's white people against black people, black people against white people, Latino people like everyone fucking hates each other. And it's yeah, it's really the worst. It does feel (laughs) like that because sometimes I'm like, oh, am I just being negative or concentrating too much on the negative stuff? But I mean, if you hear it so often, you're like, no, this is no, this is 
No, Stop women hating each other. Women hate each other. Uh, different types of people within the black community hate each other. Uh, different uh, levels it's... of Jews hate each other. I mean, it just goes <sighs> on and on and on and on. Um, Why? So, yeah, I like. Why? Lo- yeah, I just love this because it's like it was super well informed and just. It, it, like educate yourselves and also just love who you want to love like it's life is hard enough without putting up extra barriers for yourself i feel i yeah you're fucking telling me i yeah be kind you guys you never know what when you're what's gonna happen sorry i'm really stuck on the mind. i'm not i'm not upset <laughs> but i just don't really know how to go into an ad i don't know <laughs> i know i know and guess where you can Do go you read? to get your mind off things. Uh, hit up texture, guys. This time of year, everyone is traveling, but there's no way you're going to cram all the magazines you want to read into your carry-on bag. Oh, what a bitch. Now you can with Texture, the new app that gives you unlimited access to magazines. Uh, Texture has gone beyond delivering just the magazine itself. They've made it easy to find and enjoy the articles you want to read with daily recommendations, exclusive interactive features, videos, and more. So like if you only want to read about your pores, you can just search that and you can read about your pores. Oh, I thought you meant like poor people or something. Like, oh, oh, you no. want to read about the pores? I was thinking of like what yeah, I would want to read about and I like reading about <laughs> my pores, honestly, like skincare. Hashtag white feminist. No. Yeah, so I could look in. I could search pores and people, Sports Illustrated, Entertainment Weekly, Forbes, Fast Company, Rolling Stone. I feel like a lot of those places wouldn't be talking about pores, but why yeah, are we maybe being so negative? You yeah. know, uh, texture is searchable. You can mark what you like, check out back issues, view bonus video content, and they even curate articles and magazines just for you uh, or whoever you're giving the gift of texture to this year. Why on earth would you subscribe to just a couple of magazines when you can literally do nothing all day except for read magazines Duh. on your phone? Right now, Texture is offering Guys We Fucked listeners a 14-day free trial when you go to texture.com slash GWF. That's 14 days to try Texture for free when you go to texture.com slash GWF. WF. Do you know what you're going to do after you finish reading all those articles for your day? Probably watch some TV. Exactly, because no one wants to go outside because the world is on fire and everything's horrible. Um, I mean, no, but sometimes it is. If you want to watch good TV, I know I do. And I watch SNL on CISO, S-E-E-S-O. It's a new ad-free streaming service bringing you hilarious original series, handpicked classics, weeks of stand-up specials, weeks of stand-up specials, hmm, okay, and more. Maybe like they would last a week if you watch them back to back. Oh, I see, I see. You just never leave your house, you guys. And then you get talk space, you talk to your therapist, you really don't. Yeah. But what is the world coming to? Uh, every episode of SNL ever is on CISO, which is my favorite part about it because they, they took it off everywhere and it's only on CISO. And I love going back and watching the Gilda Radner years personally. Um, you can watch Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, uh, the Late Night with Seth Meyers, just all the late nights. Any late night show. Any late night. So those two specifically. And they have classics like 30 Rock, you know, those 1900s classics, Parks and Rec. Remember that one? Saved by the Bell. Classics. Oh, I just think of showgirls. Um, titties. Even British comedies like the original Office with Ricky Gervais. The entire Monty Python catalog. One of the funniest groups ever. Watch Monty Python, guys. Be, do yourself a favor, okay? Discover the next big names in comedy. Chris Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Oh, we don't have specials yet. Okay. Well, you can watch Louis C.K. and Hannibal Burris, Chelsea Peretti, and Amy Schumer. So they're cool too. They have specials. Good for them. They're working hard. CISO is ad-free and it's just $3.99 a month. Okay? Do it. 
watch SNL. If you're like me, if you're not like me, just watch. They have so much content. It's really great. You would love it. It's going to brighten your day, even when you get bad news about your fucking family. Uh, just you want to turn to comedy. I've always done that. So uh, CISO has a lot of great stuff on it. Right now, guys, we fuck listeners. You could try CISO free for two months. Just use the promo code GWF at checkout, okay? These are shows you can't get anywhere else, like Take My Wife or Harmon Quest with Dan Harmon. Love that dude. Just go to seeso.com right now. Sign up for two months for free with the promo code GWF at checkout. That's CISO.com, promo code GWF. CISO. Just do it, right? <laughs> CISO. Oh, I just don't like his thing. Oh, that's okay. CISO. Fucking add some laughter to your life. That there you a, go. That was a better one. There, that's better. Um, all right, guys. So I've, I've, I'm like, <laughs> I wish this was a more uplifting episode. It's not terribly. No, it is. Downlifting. This is a fascinating interview yeah. that we had with a with a friend and a comedian. Oh, this is one of my favorite. She's like favorite the chillest people. person. I, I really like her. And that's, you know, I'll say Heart. a lot. Yeah, it is. <laughs> He said it's hard. So, well, yeah, for you yeah. to like somebody, for them mm-hmm. to be not shitty enough for you to like them. Yeah, I, she's just a very special uh, human, a really funny comedian, and a very, very seasoned podcaster. Uh, please give a warm welcome to Mara Merrick. Awake in my sleep, tantalizing dreams, the flurries of dust now I can't see. Drift awake from dream It's the same old, same old thing A hurricane scuffed my memory Someone once told me To stop trying so hard Someone once told me That beauty is in the chaos You uh, had a uh, not-so-fabulous morning recently. I know. (laughs) Yesterday, I woke up. uh, Well, I didn't really wake up. I was still up. uh, Uh, Yeah, You remained. I went to a warehouse, a secret warehouse party, and uh, came home with a fat lip because I fell on stage with the DJ, and um, my my jacket was gone, and my phone is still gone, and uh, yeah. It sounds like we have a 19-year-old guest on right now. I'm like 87. (laughs) (laughs) The hippest grandma in Brooklyn. I I know. I was up there. I was like, woo, I'm almost 40. Well, I'm like five years away for that. But still. So you're 35. Yeah. That's not. I mean. It's still like almost 40. I get anything's almost Uh, 40, I guess. Um, 35 is just 35. I mean, that's what are your pretty feelings? cool. It gives, us, it gives all the listeners hope. Because I say I'm 31, and then people, like, honestly, like, react. Like, I said I was 92. <laughs> I know. So. It's crazy. They're like, you're 35. Oh, you really? You act 12. I'm like, <laughs> I know, but I look 90. So, <laughs> <laughs> difference. <laughs> you have fun. You yes, don't look I 90. Do. I, <laughs> I look older. I'm, I like... I'm like, I don't look 27 anymore. 
Well, you're 35. But that's because you're not 27. But I mean, I, I do meet people sometimes and they look way younger than they are. And I'm like, what the fuck? Those people are black and Latina, though. <laughs> oh, so. I know. Whiteies, us whiteies, man. <laughs> just bananas. <laughs> just bruising bananas. We eat all the privilege and, and all the cracks. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I think it probably it's is fair in the end then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. Cracks in your face. Right. <laughs> well, with the way women are treated aesthetically, That's honestly, true. I'm not even really over dramatized <laughs> to get that much. Uh, but of course. Um, uh, so you just said we're saying something interesting about um, how your uh, ex-husband asked for a baby. Oh, yeah, yesterday. Oh. You know, yeah. that's just a text. Was, was I that- peeing while you were saying that? <laughs> no, that, was, that was a text message you got or? No, I wanted a sandwich. So I asked him to come over yesterday. Um, Excuse me? I don't- <laughs> All right, we might have to rewind. Okay. Uh, you were married to this person for how long? Four months. Okay. <laughs> okay, Britney Spears. I was expecting My a second lot. one was 17 days. Whoa, yeah. Britney Spears for real. For real. So, but this one, we'll get back to that one. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, uh, four months, four you, months, you guys divorced. Was it? Can you annul at that point or? We can. Did uh, you annul? Nah. Less I fun? Think, yeah, I was like, I own this. I did this. <laughs> oh, okay. So I'm always like, yeah. Like the second one, we had 500 guests and he would Is that a not, lot or not a lot? That's a lot. That's a oh, lot. Okay. Yeah, a I lot. don't know anything about what It was a lot of people. And so- oh, Are yeah. you Russian? Like what? Wait, why 500 so- is a lot. The comedy store was three fit. Wait. Yeah, 500 people Holy at a wedding shit. is insane. Insane. 200 is even a little, is even on a little a on the high side. Now I know what groups of people look like. Like now I know what crowds look like, like by the numbers. Yeah. That is a lot, actually. It's a lot. That's shit. Yeah. Well, I'm Irish, Catholic, so we have a lot of people. And then he- and it was in San Diego and everybody was like, oh, definitely going to fly in for my family. And then his he owns a country club and has like a lot of people in uh, this world. So, they, so you had like, the resources to have a nice wedding. then. Yeah, it was great. Great. It was really a great party. Now, <laughs> I always wondered, like my my one friend had gotten married in Hawaii years back and I wanted to go, but I was so broke and I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, whatever. And I, and I couldn't go. And then they ended up getting divorced like four months later. I'm like, well, glad I didn't go to that wedding. Four months too? Or, uh, yeah, four or five. <laughs> I think I think pretty soon. I mean, Jesus. Yeah, but okay. So we'll get back to that. But also he texted you, your ex now. Yes, Asking for a baby? No, he didn't text. No, no, he no, came he over because he wanted the sandwich. I wanted a sandwich. You wanted the sandwich. Yeah. Sorry. So you wanted your hus- ex-husband to make it for you. I wanted him to buy it for me and bring it over because I didn't have any of my stuff. <laughs> oh, because wait, is this after you this was, lost your stuff? Yes. At and the I warehouse hadn't party? eaten anything and it was like four in the afternoon. And I was oh. like, can you please bring me a sandwich? <laughs> How'd you contact him? Your iPad? My iPad. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Now, yeah. is this someone you have contact with regularly or? Yeah, I have a, he bought me a dog. And so I let him. After the divorce or before? Before. Oh. So I let him come over and like visit with the dog. Oh, that's nice of yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I always wonder about pets because it's like the legal system isn't going to really take care of pets. But if I had a dog with somebody and that's then an we intimate. separated, I would be, I would really want to see that dog still. I know. And he's the best dog mm-hmm. ever. Like he's he, cute. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably so second best after Pinkerton, but that's fine. I mean, <laughs> Pinkerton is pretty. Special. He's not Pinkerton's not even my dog. Is the sick part about that? But we'll we'll talk about that later. I know. <laughs> You're gonna have a problem. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you didn't even date that person. Nope. You just stole their dog. Well, well, more of the dog clung to her, you know. (laughs) Tomato, tomato. We see it two different ways, but I can't help if the dog's obsessed with me. I know. know. True. (laughs) Do you see Pinkerton? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Well, I want to go back to uh, this baby asking. Baby. Yeah. So uh, brought me a sandwich and then I was eating the sandwich. It was a tough time eating the sandwich because I had a fat lip. And then... (laughs) You poor thing. I know. I was like, can you put it on a wrap so I can chew it? And then he uh, he was laying there and he's like, let's make a baby. I was like, dude, Whoa. I'm just coming off Molly and uh, full, <laughs> full night. Of- Not in that mind. <laughs> you We're know, probably need a good 48 hours before we have this conversation. I need to get rehydrated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he just meant literally like let's like let's. He, Did he, he want to fuck you? Yeah, he, he wanted to make just it being sound better. Cute? Well, we still fuck. Of course you do. That's the yeah. healthy way to do that. <laughs> right. What is the purpose of having him over? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you have an ex-husband if you're not fucking him? I've married so many people. I need to recycle. How many people have you married? Three. I know three. I was gonna say I was again. You have so many. Four. That's a lot. I mean, how, and you're 35. Yeah. Okay. That's now, why do you think I don't know? I don't know much about you, except that we've had fun times and you helped me fend off mean girls at Corinne's birthday party That's that were hip checking me that I really wanted to fucking <laughs> That's murder. That's your job. Um, but like, why? Why do you think you? Is there? Is there? Was there? Is there any common uh, threads between these relationships with those three guys, or just? No, I mean the first two were very similar. They were both in finance, and then and they were both tall, and then the third one. <laughs> Them. Okay. Really put them through the ringer there. <laughs> I, I was like, tall? Or was yes. that your um, criteria for your... I do love a tall dude. Yeah. They're so good. It's too tall. I'm like, I got to climb you. And I feel like you're up in the stratosphere. I like to be under their here. armpit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right? I, I, mm-hmm. That makes well, me feel like tiny. I'm, I'm five foot three and a half yeah, on a good day. Very yeah. little. Yeah. I like feeling tall. So I don't, I wouldn't like that. Like, really? Yeah, I would date somebody I'm taller than for sure. I have before. It was fucking fun. I can't but, do it. So, okay, both first two were tall. Yep. Worked in finance. Mm-hmm. Anything about their personality were similar? No. <laughs> <laughs> and how, like, what I'm curious about, because I hear this a lot about people being married for like seven days. Why, what went into you saying yes to marriage and then... What went into uh, realizing seven days in that this was not the right decision? Well, I knew before I married the second guy that I probably shouldn't marry him. What What in your head? <laughs> what were the flags? <laughs> well, he was beautiful. I'll say something nice before I say something mean. Someone's uh, been therapy. <laughs> um, but he was really dumb. Like he was stunning, but he was so stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And he... Um, like how? What's a... He's like, you ever realize like the sky's just like blue and shit? We went to my favorite restaurant and I said, I'll take pickled cucumbers, which are pickles. Yeah. And he like just wordplay, whatever. And he goes, what, what pickles are cucumbers? Oh. I was like, oh my God. I do. <laughs> you were saying that in your head, I mean, but then outside you're like, yes, I'll marry you. Oh, and during my rehearsal fuck. dinner, he like, we planned this whole Irish ceremony we have a clag not ring we did the Whoa. whole thing and then um his grandma goes oh you're not irish you're german <gasps> did uh-huh. he think he was irish, irish. what who why mm-hmm. gave him that idea because he likes I lucky charms he just, <laughs> he just decided that he was irish and maybe he thought you could pick your ethnicity <laughs> I think so. oh being white man I you know. could just go oh, i'm 
German, I don't fucking know. Oh, that would be fun. I would pick Norwegian, I think. I would pick Swedish. Oh, me too. They're all hot Super and very nice. Hot. And they all look different. <laughs> so, so when he was in these moments where you were like kind of metaphorically like slapping your forehead with the palm of your hand, you didn't, that didn't say, you didn't say to yourself, like, I shouldn't be with this person forever. No, we bought a house together before we got married. How long have you been seeing each other before? Like seven months. Wow. I'm a quick one. That's a quick mover. Yeah. Yeah. But people move quick. Get in and get out. People move quick. (laughs) And then sometimes they get in and they stay in forever. And you're like, wow, I didn't think that was going to happen. I think that was just Dharma and Greg and then everyone else. (laughs) It really went downhill from. (laughs) I don't know. I always just want, I always say yes. I've been engaged seven times. You've been engaged seven I times. Have. So I have gone out of it before. <laughs> well, obviously, yeah. How how do you get out of seven, seven engagements? Wait, so so that means that four of the engagements you've gotten out of. No, yes. you got out of all four, like you were the initiator of getting out of them? Yes. I always break up. How is that conversation? And by the fourth time, are you kind of an expert at it? No, it's still like <laughs> still kills me. Cause they look like little puppies. And you're like, I'm sorry. I can't. But see, you you're kind you seem like, fascinating. Like more of a badass bitch. So I'm I'm intrigued by the fact that you're so sensitive. I want my life to be a rom com, but I also want to be a badass. Mm-hmm. I it want can everything. Still be okay. both. Okay, I see that. I understand that. I also don't want to be alone, but then when I'm together, I'm like, no, I definitely want to be alone. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's like you always me. want yeah. whatever you don't yeah. have. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, the, but you've been dating James for a lot while, right? I mean, the the idea of being in a relationship is great, and he, I do like being in a relationship. But then I'm like, ah, I really like being alone too. So I don't know. Like, I really could never live with somebody. I mean, it would have to be a monstrous house. So are you going to get married ever? Um, I'm kind of like, like, if someone really wants to, I will. But it's if I I hope someone asks me, but I might say no. (laughs) Like, I want someone to ask, but I don't want the option. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily want to do. I mean, it makes me feel I'm like, feel like a little hot right now. Just thinking about (laughs) it. It feels very Final, even though obviously it's not, but it's just that's a big. This is a lot of weight on it. Yeah, but marriage. I mean, I don't know. Is there weight to marriage for you? F- fuck yes. Yeah. Like you feel this psychic connection, and then all of a sudden the walls start closing in, and you're like, oh my god, I'm trapped forever. Psychic connection with the person, with yes. your partner. Like oh, it changes a hundred percent. Like I still feel, even though I hate my first husband, I still feel very connected to him, even though I don't talk to him anymore. Oh, it's interesting. very weird. How old were you the first time you got married? Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. Oh, wow. my goodness. Yeah. And what did what did your parents say? They didn't say anything because I didn't tell them. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. That's how that happens. All right. I love how we get things out of you. Like this is fun. I went to Vegas and got married. And literally, how- Britney Spears and K Fetz. I know. Was it just your boyfriend at the time that you got married to? Yeah. He had just gotten divorced and like oh his paperwork God. came through and we're like, hey, we're both free this weekend. Let's do it. How, how wow. old was he? 42. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. And Every then, question is getting the best answer possible. I know. Now, you know, I was 19 once, but wow. did you, what was, you're a risk taker and you don't seem to really, which is good, like. It's good and bad because maybe should you have or I don't know. 
you don't get down on your, you don't, I don't seem like you're hard on yourself for making a uh, spur of the moment decision. Maybe it's really <laughs> ignorant. Maybe but it's people dumb. do stupid, like not stupid shit, not saying this stuff was stupid. It was just like you got caught up in the, in the moment. It's easy to do, especially that's why I think a lot of people get married young when they do is because you're like the feeling that you have when you meet somebody that you're connected to is just the most electric. Oh my God, addictive, amazing. And it's hard to see past that. So I, I do understand, but do you ever go maybe, you know, by the seventh time you get proposed to, you're like, ah, let me make sure I really, really want this. Like, do you, do you redevelop your sense of uh, being cautious? No. Of like you're interesting. <laughs> so the, it, are these, are these divorces, do they wound you or do they inspire you to get married again? <laughs> it seems like that, which is it's beautiful. I mean, I probably will. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I had no doubt. <laughs> yeah. You're only 35. Yeah, I know. You have many marriages <laughs> ahead of you. <laughs> I know. Wow, uh, I had no idea about that. About that existed. That fact yeah, about you. Yeah, I'm a marrier. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you really are. I really am. Yeah. Now, have um, every one of your um, you were married three times. Mm-hmm. Did you have sex on the honeymoon all three times, or the day, the wedding night? No, my second husband had a milkshake at the reception. And it fucked up his stomach. Yeah. What an asshole. You don't have a what milkshake. What kind of a reception has milkshakes? That's awesome. Country club. Oh, yeah. wow. It's probably a milkshake fountain. Oh, yeah. probably God. a fucking like a soda, everything. Like a water fountain. It was crazy. Milkshake. So now it's like there's so many people around who like barely can find a suitable date. And here you are getting proposed to seven times, getting married three times, but and all you're the one stopping it every time. Like, so what is it about you? Not that you are not special to the eye, but like there has to be something. <laughs> yeah, like you got a And they all seem rich and beautiful. Like what? I don't I put out the vibe that I don't want to be in a relationship. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh. At all. Isn't and that, that funny? makes, <laughs> yeah. And it makes everyone, you're like a, like a fly tape. Yeah. You're like a, in a, in a fucking barn with shit. And then you and all I don't the flies talk come. a lot. I think oh, that me. helps. I also, I, it's been a, such a huge uh, source of uh, tension in most of my relationships that I don't talk enough. Yeah, where are you finding not these fair people? Because that's her initial attraction. Like, oh my gosh, she's not going to bore me with girl talk. And I then, just don't like talking very I don't much. Either. I don't either. I just, well, maybe that's why you get in this the situations because you don't express myself. <laughs> You're just like, okay. Sure. <laughs> maybe it's like a, less of a hurdle in your head to be like, yeah, sure. I don't know. Well, I'm polite. Like I... Um, <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> you know? They, they've always asked me in front of many people. Oh. So I've always said yes. Oh, my mom oh, fucking hates sucks. public uh, proposals. Yeah. That... All seven were in front of groups. Every single oh. one. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Oh, God. But if after after a short amount of courting, isn't anyone in the family like, hey, hey won't you? What? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> speaks. I was. Someone needs to speak up. Sometimes no one's ever contested this. No. And I feel like maybe after the it, by the time the seventh one, can't you sense it? Like, oh, this is gonna be. You're gonna break out into a silent mob and do a dance <laughs> to a fucking Bruno Mars song, and then here he comes on a fucking skateboard with a ring, like you would like, get to predict. Oh God! And then I'm I'm never enthusiastic. I've never cried once. You know how they have all those videos with the girls that are like, oh, oh my God! I'm always like, okay. <laughs> 
Is there a photo or a video? Please of this tell anywhere? me there's a video of one of the proposals. No, Damn I'm, it. I know. I've destroyed all the photos of everything. Oh, okay. Oh. I go through and do like a whole cleanse. Yeah, get all new shit. Well, I'm sure you have your you know thing that Gotta you make do room for the new your your process <laughs> that you've prepared after seven times. Yeah, it's probably perfected. And I said you should write a book. I know. Well, it's like you got to sleep with three dudes right afterwards. Okay. okay. And then cleanse the badge. And then <laughs> you cleanse the badge with more dicks. More dicks. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you then you cleanse the dick soap. That one dick down. All the dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you move on. Then you're ready. What was the longest amount of time you've been married for? First one, two and a half years. Okay. Okay. Years. Yeah. Years. A little closer to the mic. Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's good. Okay. okay. That's yeah. a good. That's a good run. Yeah, it was. And what are the conversations like? You know, are, I feel like you're you're breaking up a, either a proposal or a marriage conversations. Probably you're probably pretty calm. I don't know. I I'm getting I'm the pretty sense. calm all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The first one, he was like, okay, I'm. He was a uh, an army grad, and he was like, I'm gonna go. I'm getting stationed in Germany. I was like, yo, I don't want to go. So and he and was then, gonna be there. Permanently or yeah. until further notice. Yeah. And then I was like, Germany's not my di- my bag. So, see ya. <laughs> the 42-year-old this was? This was, I got engaged when I was 18 first. Oh. And then 19. How'd you meet that when you were 18? Did you meet him in high school? Well, my uncle was a professor at West Point. And so oh, he forced you got me to date to everybody. Yeah. He forced you to date everybody? Yeah, I'd show up. And I was like a big marathon runner. So I'd go there and train because there's a lot of mountains there. And then he would... He'd be like, hey, I've got five guys that you need to meet right now. I'm like, do I, I just ran like 80 miles. Can I get <laughs> Can I a have banana a water? for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Give a girl a minute. So yeah, he would have me have me like in the firing range with dudes. He'd give them each three questions. And then I had, he was so rude to me. I love him, but he was like the worst. Is he an asshole in like a funny way? A yeah, fun super way? funny. Or was he being kind of talking down to you and being mean to you or? Only funny. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, he would torture me. But like, why were they trying to get you off the market so so badly? Well, he tried to. He probably didn't have... think you were going to get married right away. I, know. <laughs> I fooled him. <laughs> it's like he know he knows not what he does. <laughs> well, because I was always so lackadaisical, and so he was like, "This girl's never going to get married or date anybody." Oh. And I was like, "You don't even know all the stuff I've done already." And then, lo and behold, you fucking boom, boom, boom. Let's do this, baby. Yeah. Marathon <laughs> marriages and engagements. I know hmm. it's nuts. Okay. All right. Wow. Are you going to get married? I I think maybe. I think you are. Maybe. I'm not. um, I I have very mixed feelings about marriage. Not. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. It wouldn't break my heart if we never did. But I feel like we probably will. I think I just like the idea of like celebrating the love that you have is cool. It's just the traditions I don't get, which I know you don't have to incorporate, but it's a lot of money. Which ne- I mean, ne- I I was broke for my whole life. Like I didn't even have ten bucks in my savings account. So the idea of a of a wedding was like that's never gonna happen. You know, <laughs> they are so expensive. Yeah, like, and then doesn't the brides' parents? I mean, I'm sure after number two, they were well. No, one of them was Vegas. So your parents, yeah. So my but parents like, is that in. a tradition that still happens though? That the brides' parents are supposed to pay for most of it or all of it or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. But I mean, it's most of my friends just paid for their own weddings. And like yeah, maybe each, that's fam- what I'd each do. parents like donated a little bit or like uh, one parent was like, I'll get the DJ. Yeah, I'll we'll get split the, the honeymoon venue. or something. Yeah. yeah. 
You can do whatever you want. It's your so fucking much wedding. Money. Do whatever and then, you want. And then you're like, this better be the best fucking night ever because well, we why, have planned. And it's like, ugh. That's, that's why people horrible. are bridezillas. Yeah. Because you put everything on that night. Yeah. Are you a bridezilla? No, I actually let my I can't imagine you being. You're no. probably like, whatever. You can plan it. I don't even care. Pick whatever color you want. I'm, it doesn't matter. Have you ever been emotionally present at any of your weddings? <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what were, have you, what was, do you, can you recall any stray thoughts <laughs> in your head going on as you were having the vows read to you? Yeah. Like what? Okay. So my, my aunt's married to like this 98 year old dude. Oh, it runs in the family. Okay. And- <laughs> There we go. We're getting context clues. All I remember was staring out at him and going, he's like purple. He's like so gray. He's purple. That was during your aunt's wedding? This was during, that was during her my wedding. second wedding. And you were then, thinking about how your aunt's husband is so gray. He's purple. Yeah. And then I was like, how am I? When, when am I supposed to answer here? I don't know. I'm just going to really I would imagine. Attention. Wow. Yeah, it was really. Did you get did you ask the priest to repeat the question? Repeat the repeat the vow. No, I just waited till there was a big pause. Then I was like, "Oh, I do." <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it? Did that? Didn't that feel scary to be agreeing to this thing that you didn't really feel like you were into? Yeah, because when I you walk out, <laughs> so I walked out of like this secret garden type thing. These are the most over the top one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then the horse came. He was pulling a giant carriage. The wedding planner's assistant was there. What? What the wedding, wedding planner has an assistant? <laughs> three. And three assistants. Three assistants. Good uh, God. Was your gown ridiculous? It Just, was so ridiculous. Did you have butterflies in your hair and it fucking crowns? Green. And, it was so oh, pretty. Wow. Yeah, oh, green beautiful. gown. I like yeah, that. It was gorgeous. That's a good call. That's a good Because everyone was like, green. well, you know, she's been married several times. <laughs> you know, I was like, let's experiment. Let's be honest with everyone here. So then uh, I was walking out and she goes, oh, my God, you two are going to have the most beautiful babies. And I went, no, (laughs) I was like, no, we're not going to have any kids at all because I'm already out. Like, (laughs) this is going to be such a good party. And then I'm going to leave. And that's what really happened. Leaving meaning leave the marriage. Yes. You knew the day you got married that you were going to get divorced. Yeah, because everybody was staying at the resort from San Diego. Yeah, there's hotel rooms at the. Uh at the country club and everyone stayed there and I went home and hung out with my dog. And then I got a manicure and pedicure the next morning by myself and everybody was like getting ready and I showed up Uh, in our room that I was supposed to stay in. (laughs) Did he like call you and be like, yo, where where, where are are you at? No, he was getting drunk. He was having fun. Oh, so he didn't care. And then he had, uh, yeah, I just needed him to like undo my wedding dress the next night and he undid it and I had this banging lingerie. I fucking love lingerie. Yeah. And uh, and he was like, oh, and he just patted me on the back and he's like, I have a, I have a stomach ache. So is let's that just he do ate, this. This isn't the one who made the milkshake? This is the milkshake. Oh. And I was like, okay. So he really well, wasn't into it either. He was. Oh. Because when I left, because he was like, if you, I went and partied on the 16th day. I went out and partied. And then the next day I was like, I'm going to go out and drink again. Cause I got a new job and I was like socializing with everyone. And, uh, and he goes, if you don't come home tonight, it's over. And I go, okay, thanks for making that easy. And then I just didn't come home. Whoa. You yeah. ghosted your husband. I ghosted. And then, so I was a dick, but then, uh, 
my the hard top to my Jeep was at his parents' house. Oh my god, there's so That's many such puzzles. Such a sentence. This. What a sentence. And don't you hate that, ladies? <laughs> the when the hard, hard top to your Jeep's at your fucking husband to BX's house. Mm. That sucks. His parents' house. <laughs> so, let alone. Like two weekends later, I was sick of driving around with my soft top, so I drove over there and they were having a barbecue. And he comes out and he's like, <gasps> "No, it's not. It's not a good time to talk." But I was like, "That's fine. Um, I just need my hard top." So was he like, oh, fuck you, Mara. Yeah, pretty much. Really? Yeah. I had to be like mean to him. Wow. Have you ever been mm. like madly in love? Um, I think to my first one. I really do. To your I first really was husband? my first husband. Okay. So in the 1942? Yes. Okay. In the <laughs> army guy. But no, how does that work? And not, and I've dated people much older than me, but not, but 19 and 40, like, what is a 42-year-old who marries a 19-year-old like? A child. I think they're all children. That's what okay. I wanted to say, but I'm like, maybe I'm just being, you know, no, assuming. No, a and- child. And he had four kids, and I was his fourth wife. So he was oh, like, okay. he would, like, play video games with his kids all the time. He was just, huh. like, like, a kid. Okay. Yeah. But he was... I, what did you love about him when you met him? He was very charming. Ah. Uh, very mm. charismatic. Very funny. He drove the car really well. I really like that. <laughs> There's something to be said for that. <laughs> All right. I could fall asleep in the car. It was nice. Trust is important so, in a yes. relationship. Tall, good drivers. Um, Plays video games with his kids. Right. That, and that's, that's nice. Good. That's nice. Knows about marriage because he's in it. You know, he's done it. I'm yeah. working on having a standard. Just a I mean, single do you one. Want, I mean, are you, is this li- like the life that you've led? It's obviously not boring. Like, oh no! Are you happy with that? Like, or is he, are you like, yeah, this is pretty cool. I could probably have more of a savings account if I would not do this, but I think <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, yeah. But, but like money, that. you know, whatevs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what really makes your blood boil? Um, I really don't like it when people are mean to children. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. I hate when puppies get hit. <laughs> So is there like an example of this that you can wow. remember that really? That's why the guy playing video games with your kid, his kid, you're like, oh, he's nice to the kids. So that's <laughs> Prince Charming. Um, Yeah. Well, there's a there's a comic out in San Diego and he was a foster child and his, he was in and out of the foster homes. And he was like an adorable child. So he kept getting readopted. But his mom handcuffed him to the TV and had <gasps> men have sex with him for five hundred dollars to pay the rent. Oh and God. so his I biological was like, mom or one of the his mom. biological mom. And so oh. I was like, I can't handle that's, this. Right, well, that's I mean, beyond that, being mean. Yeah, to a kid. Like, that's, that's uh, child abuse slash pedophilia slash yeah. like a weird uh, sex trafficking. That's a thing. lot yeah. of layers. So, I mean, I don't think anyone likes that. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do, you should just walk right on down to the prison because. Uh, oh, boy. You got to go to Pervert Park if you if you like oh, that. Oh, that's a in Florida. Park in Florida. Yeah. What? Oh, it's a documentary on Netflix that yeah. will. Whew, it's all people mind who, blowing yeah. and fascinating it's and great. kind of uh, reaffirmed a lot of what Corinne and I thought about. Like, you know, you can't cast pedophiles off as these horrible monsters that should never see the light of day again. You have to help them and, and just all these sorts of you have to a, make sure that you're, they're not having sex with children, but then be rehabilitate. Right. First, just make sure they stop having sex with kids. That's the that's the that's, primary. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't and then secondary you know. rehabilitate. Not just because, you know, pedophiles are like that's like the one type of person who like 
pedophiles almost always, if they are sent to prison, have to be in solitary confinement because they're going to get murdered, and get murdered prison. in prison. Oh, yeah. And what I didn't realize was all the people's stories as you as you get to know the people more that live in this trailer park that it's designed for people who got out of prison who were, you know, on the sex uh, um, the, that list. Um, the sex offenders list. Sex yeah. offenders mm-hmm. list. They were they were molested as kids. A lot of them. Oh, this one woman's story. Well, oh. so now you feel empathy for them instead of like because I well, don't. Well, now care I that understand it. Uh, I, I still don't feel. I, I mean, I still watch think the documentary. You might feel some empathy. Honestly, I think it's a great. I think it's a really good documentary because it's it's not. Uh, yeah, obviously you have to stop doing that, and you, and there are people who exist who are have a pedophilic mindset but do not act on it and those people i have a lot of them. heroes because imagine it's like if you if your brain is telling you that the only thing that's going to turn you on sexually is having sex with a kid but then this other part of your brain is like but i know morally that is wrong and i cannot act out on that so then you have these two things fighting because i really think that it is it, it is a imbalance in your brain. Like, I don't think anyone just wakes up in the morning and is like, yeah, I want to fuck some kids today. If you have Netflix, search for it. Pervert Park. It's interesting. It's I'd like really to see interesting thoughts. because I, what, what interests me about all these, especially dark situations like that, like rape, molestation, pedi- I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out why this happens. Like what's the mindset of the people committing these acts? Like I just, I'm just so interested to know. Cause we hear from victims all the time and it's like, okay, I, I, I get, you know, uh, certain questions that I had about what happens if you're a victim of this horrible thing. But now I want to know, like, why do people do this? Like, were they molested as a kid? Were they raped? Did they see something? Were they, or are their brains just so fucking fucked? You know, because then it's like, Cause figure, it's, you can figure out how to solve so it. so heinous, yeah. I was prostituted for a while. It's a long story. Oh. We're not going to, we'll, we'll pass over that. But that seems like a, a story not to pass over <laughs> on the guys we fuck podcast. And there was Unless a guy. Unless you don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. There was a guy that, sent me a picture ahead of time of his niece mm-hmm. and wanted and How sent me money. It's like six. Ah! And sent me money to dress like her. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, was he trying to not fuck his niece? Yes. Okay. Okay. So well, he was picking and I was, was like, that's, were you, that's admirable. Yeah. I were you over 18? Yeah. Okay. And you, was this instance this voluntary or were you being forced <laughs> Into prostitution for this guy. Uh, I mean, I was forced into this, but it was still like a. <laughs> but in your head, you were still like, oh, oh okay. I see. At least you're not fucking separate. a kid. <laughs> but yeah. Wait. So wait. How Shit. how old were you when you when this happened? Twenty eight. And how? So and how how was it? Sex trafficking? Yes. That is alive and well. We are learning more. And yeah, more we, every t- day. we love yeah. talking about sex trafficking because some people still think it doesn't exist. Oh no! It for sure does. Yeah, especially no, out no in shit. yeah out in San Diego, the Del Mar racetracks, people get stolen and then pushed right back out on the opening day. There are like, I think it's sixty percent prostitutes that are women there. It's crazy. Wow! And you just look for like the ones with the fear in their eyes. You always oh, oh that's horrible. Uh-huh. You always hear. I always hear. The past couple of years, just because I've been more aware of it, um, prostitutes are like in high demand, like their busy seasons are one of the busiest cities, Washington, D.C., but any yep. sports of anywhere the Super Bowl is. Yep. And I was like, what the fuck? Like and then but then when we're learning about sex trafficking and it's not just children being trafficked and raped, but it's like adult women, like young yeah. women are being drugged and just kept under this drug coma 
don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm like, God damn it. It's crazy. So is that because I was like, how how does a 28 year old woman basically get kidnapped and forced into sex? A gun. A gun and yeah. drugs? Were drugs used? Definitely drugs. Yeah. Uh, injection into my arm like immediately. And then he drove me to D.C. And oh. I know. I, I know. Wait. It was crazy. It was like three days of craziness. And then he would go every morning to get yogurt and an orange juice at like 4 a.m. And I just bolted. Okay. Wow. So you escaped from him. So you got kidnapped. Yeah. Put dr- drugs were put into your body. Yeah. By injections. Like, so you like immediately fell asleep or pa- yeah, passed just out. Was, I was, and he trans, my that's eyes he were open, you. but it was like, la, la, la. I don't know. I don't, I can't how did he, do how anything. did he, I mean, I guess you don't have to even have an interaction with someone to put a needle with drugs in their arm. Like you can just come up. Did he come up behind you? Was yeah. Was this during the day? Was this? It was during the day. I was at a coffee shop and I was working. Did he, did he engage you in conversation or Mm-mm. just literally? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was just. Did you, crazy. when you escaped, did you call 911? Like, what do you do? Um, I, I just, yeah, I did. I went to the police, but I still like circled around because I couldn't find it because I felt I hadn't been sleeping for like days. So I just was still way out of it. And I was as, in this as super poor outfit. And I was like, oh my oh, God, I can't no. believe. What were you? Oh God. I know. It was really crazy. Oh my God. It was in, it was nuts. So you tell the police and like, what, what how did the police react to this? They were like actually this? very gentle, but they sent me over to the FBI. They were, okay. Did so, they test you for the drug, like yeah. a drug? And did I they- did the whole like rape kit, yeah. the drug test. I did go on the HIV meds that yeah. really went up and like increased to forever. Yeah. But then I drank on it. Because <laughs> I was on like- On HIV meds? Yeah, because you're not supposed to drink. And I was at the end and I was like, okay, I'll, I can have like a sip of vodka. Because I went to go see Joe Coy at Caroline's. And- uh because he's, I'm a bud with him. And, yeah, and, then and I, well, and also I imagine you're trying to get back to your normal life. Yeah, I would, I would assume. I got back to normal life too fast. I was like, really? no, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. And then I was like, I am not fine. When so, did you realize you weren't fine? Uh, pretty quick after that, like six months after that. And then I took two years off of doing comedy. Wow. Yeah, I was like, it's time to just like take a little break and go to therapy. Did that guy ever mm. get caught? No, he left the country because they what they did you know it, did you find out his name or is yeah i have his name wow they had a picture of him but he's russian jewish and he lived in atlanta they had a storage unit atlanta address. airport is the biggest sex yeah trafficking hub. it's mm-hmm. crazy it's crazy but then i read i like got really into reading about the underground prostitution there's like an umbrella pink umbrellas it's a it's a yeah and they and so i gave the fbi all the blogs that i was reading and i was like you need to go and save these girls are they are these blogs women that are currently being trafficked no they were like post-traffic oh and they had like a story and i'm like you need to go but there's a lot of information i'm sure on there that you can piece together because you know it's like everyone in a drug-induced state i would imagine have a little bit of a different recollection so you Mm -hmm. can kind of like quilt it together and if you are in the business of piecing things together like you should be if you're in the FBI. (laughs) Maybe you could figure something out. My roommate there, she was actually addicted to heroin. And so she just was like voluntary at the, at some point. She like, she flipped over. Who was being trafficked? Yeah. Was he, was was she getting heroin shot into her? Yeah. I mean, she would do it on her own. But like, or, oh, okay. She she started heroin on her own? Yeah. Because I would imagine that's another way to get somebody to fucking do what you want. They're very vulnerable. Addicts, yeah, of course. It's easy that way. How does one cute. emotionally uh, 
come to terms with being sex trafficked? Um, you just kind of compartmentalize it. You're like, that wasn't me. That was a moment. And now, yeah, yeah, it was now whatever. Now I feel like I really? know a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. I am disgusted with men a little bit more. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Very fair. But I did because have fun with one of the guys who bought me like five times. While you're being trafficked. Yeah. I was like, wow. Interesting. Nice and hot. So whatever. Wow. Yeah. Now. Okay. Wow. That's so interesting. Well, we had, um, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but wait, did he, that, did that person, particular person know that you were being sex trafficked or did he think you were just a, like a regular prostitute? Just regular prostitute. No one knew. Oh, and did you notice mm, okay. what if you what if you told one of the guys while you were alone like help me because the guy was like outside my door oh it wasn't a he was like in the next room or something yeah yeah and i just thought i was like going crazy i was like he's bugged me yeah like, this yeah, yeah, is, yeah 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 he I might have wanna... a microphone in your room or yeah. something yeah 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 because yeah, it's like you think oh can you like slip someone in a note and then after you know they can they don't have that person wouldn't have to do anything like but the police could come back or something. I but also, know. they probably wouldn't do anything because they just bought a prostitute. For sure. Absolutely. Well, that's true. Unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. that's so fucked up. Especially um, the, like the politicians that oh, yeah. it's like they're never they're not go. saying Right. And that's why the person trafficking these women doesn't think he's going to get caught because the clients that are has purchasing them have much more to lose. I mean, you know, and it, he has he has weight on his end. Um, how many men do you, and if you don't want to talk about it, you know, just say the word, but how many men, um, did you see while you're being trafficked? A little more than 30. And this is in the course of a couple, three days. Three days. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And yeah. What, what did they, were they kind, were they mean to you? Were they kind to you? No, were everybody they... was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody oh, was super that cool. a bitch. <laughs> Except for the wow. pe- the pedophile guy, and there was another guy that we went to his place, and he had a he had a was room. the guy who trafficked you there with you? Yes, he drove me. Uh. There was a room above his garage, and he came over, and his family was asleep, and this I was like, "You are the scum of the earth." Oh. I was like, "Don't do this in your own home." Yeah. Wow. Did you see any of the money that you made? No. Like not, it's like, I'm like, what's, what's happening? It's not even like a business. It's not even John. It's just truly like you're a sex slave. Yeah. So how has this, how, if at all, has this uh, experience shaped the way you have sex now? No, it, it really doesn't. Wow. I really have separated it. That's great. But it, also, are you repressing things or do you feel, I mean, I don't know. Everyone heals in a totally different way. Like I know I repress things, especially intense, like the most intense moments of my life. I'm like, eh, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah, like and then two years a year later, therapy. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know. well, I had to write, I have like a notes thing. It's like things I remember because every once in a while it'll come back and I'm like, I should write this down because yeah. I don't remember mm-hmm. a lot. You, were you drugged the whole time you were being trafficked? Yeah, mostly to like keep me awake and. Mm. Oh, what drugs were they? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the toxicology report, though, after you got went to I the didn't FBI, look. you didn't want to know. No. Yeah. I didn't want to know anything. Yeah. I didn't want my clothes back. I didn't want. I was right. Like, nah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Did you see anybody in your time, like um, uh, any politicians? You anybody recognized uh, of the yes. thirty people? Can yes, you not say? Yes, I did. I cannot say. Were they? Pol- can we talk? Ask the field, the politician, or actor, or. Um, all politician and one major dude's son. Wait, so, and then, so you can't talk about, obviously, like, maybe because you just don't want to, or have has anyone, like, bribed you or reached yeah, out and who blackmailed someone threatening you? you? I mean, he did. The, the guy who trafficked In the room? Yeah. Oh, the, the guy who trafficked Yeah. Okay. 
So he would like, he kept threatening me and that's really With a, what, like I'll, I'll, if you run away, I'll kill you, which kind of thing. Or? Kind of. Yeah. And you need to give me 15 grand for the income that I'm going to lose over the next four days and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, what income he's got? Well, how, wait, why would he lose income? Because I left. Like if oh, she oh, leaves, oh, oh, yeah. oh, so. Oh, if you leave, you would need to... Or yeah. did he contact you after you escaped? After I escaped. He con- how did he, he contact you? Because my, he had my phone. <gasps> oh, so he had all of your... Yeah. You, oh, and I just shit. went and got a new phone. Like, the FBI was so sweet. They were, they were like, holding my hand, taking me to places to get my life back together. Oh, that's... Okay, well, really that's nice. good because I don't have very uh, positive impressions of the FBI just through shitty stories that I, that I, hear, that I read about. I think it's situational. Like, they're yeah. a little more gentle with wow. victims. Well, was it a female or males in the FBI? It was both. And here's the crazy part. I think this is the only thing that, like my FBI agent was this tiny Asian who had her like half head shaved. And I was like, you oh, are dope. fucking hot. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just coming off this very weird right. experience. Right, right. What is wrong with me? Well, you want closeness with someone who was in horrible or I don't know I, mean, I don't know was protecting you cannot so. imagine what's going but she was also head. pregnant and I was like wow very strange now but I I'm curious why can't um what what is your hesitation I'm just curious because it's something that happens a lot where people it's I don't think people need to be outed for getting prostitutes at all I don't I don't think I don't think because I don't think that's a wrong thing but I no. think where it becomes wrong is because prostitution is illegal that's why we have trafficking I think we probably would still have trafficking even if it wasn't illegal but um i well i guess if the men weren't kind to you what reason would you have to uh well and the men just thought they were getting regular prostitutes right 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 but i'm like if it was someone like a donald trump's fucking son or something i don't know but then it's like um why you know morally you don't want to out somebody for using a prostitute because that's not wrong so it's i don't know also forget what i'm the first time i told the story i got so many trolls that were like you fucking liar you're a piece of shit you're the worst person on the planet and i was like um thanks thanks this is awesome (sighs) yeah so i just don't want to go down that road again totally 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 yeah one of the one of the things we hear a lot with the with the either i was raped or i was sexually assaulted in some ways like my mom didn't believe me or the th- police officer called me a whore. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. No one. It's like the doubt is mm. who in your personal life have you told about this? I mean, Andrew Collin. <laughs> That's a comic, everybody. <laughs> your co-host. My, your my co-host. Okay. My like, how about feeling? Because I know you, you have discussed this in a couple podcasts, like publicly before. Yes. Um. So... Because I, I didn't know the full story. I kind of knew that this was, an, and then you couldn't kind of let into it. So I was like, well, okay, if you want to go or if you are able to go there, let's for sure go there. Because I think we've been talking on the podcast a lot recently about sex trafficking. Um, yeah, just because we've been become more aware of it. And, honestly, like... Well, a couple of things have come out, like who took Johnny and stuff. It was That was like child sex trafficking. But mm-hmm. so many people... And like then there was a lot of uh, kind of like implications about sex trafficking in WikiLeaks, whether or not it was truly talking about sex trafficking. I don't know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so we've just been talking about it a lot lately because people just don't really think it exists. But I mean, even in airports, really for don't. Sure. when we were on tour, there are there was just plain insight ads being like, yo, sex trafficking at happens. Airports. At airports. That Be was aware. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's where they get. Yeah. How do they get the girls out of there? I don't know. And they have to have a fake ID for them because they need ID, you know, they to, to get to board a plane. I, obviously, there's ways. But I, it's one of those things where I'm like, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it fucking does. Yeah, a lot. You know. A lot. 
It happens a lot. So what are your views on prostitution now? Um, I really, just because of the experience that I had, I really don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Um, like yeah. want, yeah, like wanting to be a sex worker. Well, I know I if have you friends that volunteer. are, yeah, I have friends that do that. I'm like, and they tell me these stories. I'm like, you are the perfect person to be doing this. Like you <laughs> love sex. You love people. They, the, you, you demand respect. And if you don't get the respect, you, you're out like it. They pay you. Yeah. And you, 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 you have your reasons for being like, you have your, uh, precautions that you go through to be safe. And it's like, okay, cool. Like, it makes yeah. sense. But, um, I also too, I'm like, strippers and prostitutes and porn actresses they're fine mentally they're for stops like because i get so mad about the daddy issue thing and that everyone throws on them but then i don't know and then every time i dig deep into somebody who was part of that world a lot of times i'm like ah maybe well most of the guys were like chubby and older and they were a lot of them were like i just want to feel wanted yeah and i was like oh your wife doesn't make you feel like you're a lot of things i've heard is like a lot of times they'll just talk to me yes. like from sex workers like they'll just chat a lot they of them wanted to feed me they were like can, I'm, can I bring sushi I'm gonna go get sushi and I was like as part of a fetish fearism or, I was I just watched the whole thing on vice about that really yeah I'm obsessed huh. my friend has a thing with with her clients where she'll do um like the um money domination financial domination like he'll she'll make him send him a picture of like him pissing on money or like her wasting his money because that's a kink that's like a kink for him. I'm like, wow, that's a that's awesome. All right, Karen. <laughs> Mars gonna get back anybody else. I know. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> on her terms. <laughs> Are you at a point where too you can like? Could you always like think of it like hard? Not. I mean, you said six months after you got out, you escaped. You talked to the FBI. You got the rape kit. You you know the investigation happened, whatever. And then six months is when it hit you. Like I'm not okay. What did that look like? Um, I just started isolating myself a lot. Get a little fear when I was outside. Um, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, we're in a very huggy atmosphere all the time. Yeah. You know, you go to a club and everybody hugs you. And I was yeah. like, please don't hug you know, me. Like, yeah. And uh, and I think hugging's important. I think physical touch is important. Um, but if you can't do it, that's like a sign that you're not okay. So I was just like, okay, it's probably time to go. Yeah. And did you go to therapy? I did, yeah. What did the therapist like help you? Did you tell the therapist what happened? You're like, she was like, or he, okay, all righty. Uh, <laughs> I know the first day she was really Start overwhelmed. Start my timer. <laughs> she told me, just, she was like, okay, so when you're out, just think you have a purple light glowing and that it's emanating a safety bubble. I was like, what is Thanks. that helpful? Like, did you just hear what I said? <laughs> I Bitch, I was trafficked. A purple light. Oh man, I would have been so mad. Now, how did you even pick the therapist to begin with? Did you find someone who specialized? Yeah, because I was poor. So sex I was, abuse. Okay. So they just give you one. Oh, uh, one of those yeah. intake things where they yeah. you have an initial meeting and then they pair you. Yeah. So I did like the, you're in the her trauma unit for six months, and then I actually was like, okay, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to pay for my own now because yeah. you are way over your pay grade here my purple <laughs> light has gone out <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah it was crazy it was no nuts. lighter fluid left sorry buddy <laughs> but i've been married since then so and do you tell your partners like when you when oh you, yeah yeah well, what do they like, say because like, like people i fuck i don't tell but, yeah yeah that's weird because that's a bit that's a load they don't to, need that nah. that's not what they signed up for and, <laughs> and if it truly doesn't affect your sex life it's like we don't have to like yeah, sometimes no. people write us they're like should I tell my partner and I look at the circumstance I'm like well if you're intimate together and it's something that 
happened to you that really changed who you are or it was just traumatic and stuff, yeah, I think you should if you want to. But if you don't want to, I guess you don't have to. No, I don't. It's not like a thing. Especially a fuck buddy or something. It's like... <laughs> You're He's like, like oh, I just wanted to fuck, but now I'm never going to get a boner. So uh, while I'm you're putting go. that condom on, let me tell you a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get even harder? All right. Well, <laughs> damn. Have you ever been, um, I hate using this word, but like triggered during sex? Um, since? No. Uh-uh. That's, that's great. That that I know. Didn't, yeah. It's really nice. Yeah. It's my memory is that way though. I think. Yeah, it's just because it's like, no, you don't have to remember any of that stuff. Yeah, because it's not cool. helping you. Do you get that way? Where well, you have, like, it also trauma? seems... It, mine resurfaces, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I shove it, too. and then it comes back. Yeah, it's like those drunk flashbacks when you, like, black out, and then the next day you're like, oh! Do you ever get those? Yeah. I, don't, I don't get... I don't black out, <laughs> but I, black out I imagine... Oh, I Corinne has talked to me about times when she blacked out, and she remembered in pieces. Yeah, it's awful. But you're, like, in a public place, and you yell out loud. You're like, oh, no! Oh, God! <laughs> I didn't yell it out, but I, then I'm just like... And then I, I just will sit thinking for hours, and I'm like, but wait, and then that? And then why were that? Was that a person there? <laughs> oh, oh, no. Did I do that? A lot of checking, a lot of texting, a lot of emailing, a lot of, okay, all right. Oh. A lot of, did we fuck her? <laughs> I've sent that text a couple times in college. Oh, God. I've you done know. that. Yeah. One time I fucked a dude... On, and I blacked out and then I didn't remember what he looked like. And After he, you fucked him, you blacked out? I, during. Oh, okay. And then uh, the next day he came to my gym to take a tour and I sat next to him and I was like, you look so familiar. Oh, shit. <laughs> what was his reaction to that? And he goes, do I? And I go, yeah, you do. And then I just walked away and then I saw him later. He must have thought you were kidding. I know. You, kidding, you think? But as soon as I saw him walking down Ninth Street, I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, ah, cool. Well, ah, cool. like Corinne's told me before, like when she blacks out, other people don't really realize it because she's acting like she's just tipsy. Like yeah. she's normal. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to recognize. You're standing on stage dancing with the DJ. <laughs> well, that's why a <laughs> lot of people. And then before you know, there's a railing in your face. <laughs> with like the gray area of rape. That's why a lot of times people are like, well, the moment someone's drunk, they can't consent anymore. But I'm like, there's no people. I, I would never accuse anyone of anything because I'm like, I was drunk and there was no way that you could know. You are not responsible for f- figuring out when I am too drunk if we are both drinking. And I do have a huge problem. With I mean, that. I'm, honestly, unless because when you are blacked out, you truly don't seem like you would be making a decision that you wouldn't want to. And also, if you're passed out, falling over, and you can't fucking stand up. Don't fuck that person. Well, that's right. But like, yeah. that's not where you get. But like, yeah, in instances where, where both people are under the influence of drugs or alcohol or whatever it is, it's like no one is no one person is more responsible than the other person. Like people are equally responsible. Yes. Like if you're if you're under the influence. I know that I have been an active participation in sex and not been aware of my actions Yeah, at me all. too. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. They were like, you're crazy. And I was like, oh, I was awake? Oh, thanks. <laughs> cool. I would, I'm just usually like, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to sex more. even when I'm drunk. This is, I mean, this is, I'm just on autopilot now. This is, this is great. Guess oh, I'm, which move did I do? Sweet. Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess I'm. Uh, yeah, because I think it's just be, to be, to be really aware of like, number one, like how you act when you're drunk. It's so um, important to figure that out yeah. when you're young. How much can man. you take? You have to make sure that you're drinking. You know, don't go out drinking alone. That's just a dumb thing to do. Don't do that. Yeah. That, well, that's a sign of a whole different situation. Right. right. Yeah. So that's why I think I, I'm a fan of like when parents tell their kid, like their 18 year old kid, like, oh, you can drink if it's in the house with me. And like, 
let the fucking kid figure out what their limits are because they're going to go to college next year and get wasted anyway. I got way too wasted in college. Because and you didn't drink in up. high school? Uh, I drank a little. I, I did, but I wasn't, uh, I didn't have, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of experience with alcohol. But then the second I got to college, I was like, we're going to just take shots every day. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. American society is very like anti-drink, anti-drink, anti-drink. And then when you turn 21, they're like, drink, drink. Good, Are you drinking? So wasted. Keep drinking. How are you drinking? And no one's going to think you're hot if you're not drinking. So it's just like it's a very it's a very mixed message. Whereas in like European cultures, it's just a, like it's not this amazing, cool thing. It's just always kind of around and it's always kind of OK. Yeah, they can drink early. Mm hmm. Like 15? Like, like, I was gonna say like 16, like pretty young. Very yeah. young. I'm curious what the uh, like alcohol death rates are in that, like, because they're probably, I would think they're, I don't know, I would think that uh, that makes more sense because a, a child or a young adult can realize what their potential is and what is too much for them. I think everyone in Europe is and just it's a not mild as special, like, alcoholic. Yeah. Well, they tried it in the 70s where they reduced the drinking age to 16. And my mom, in the United States? Mm-hmm, my mom was part of that. Those 16? Were, wasn't it 18? I it was 18 or 18. My parents were younger. It was 18 when in my like mom Jersey was, or something. It was 18, yeah. Oh, 18. And then now she doesn't hardly drink anything at all. Mm. My and mom like, doesn't drink either, yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah, my parents are, meh, they don't really care. She's super fun on when she's a little drunk. It's great. <laughs> I was like, you should drink more. You're awful otherwise. <laughs> You're a bitch sober, yes. mom. Have a glass of wine. Mad cunt otherwise. <laughs> Does your mom know about all that stuff that happened to you? No, I don't talk to my mom. Oh, you don't talk to her yeah. at all? No, no, no. Oh. Is that more compartmentalizing or... No, that was, uh, we talk occasionally. And then when Trump, the whole Trump and mm-hmm. Hillary situation. Uh, oh, that was the so final nail. So sad. Yeah. She's a super Trump supporter. Mm. And I was posting was she, something, yeah. just facts. And I wouldn't write any sort of caption or anything that stated my opinion. I just posted something. Yeah, just like, I'm going to leave this right here. And then anybody can do whatever they want with yeah. it. And uh, and she wrote 17 comments about how I'm a race, a rapist because what? because Trump was accused of being of of being a rapist and something happened. And, and and because of that, I, in turn, am a rapist. And I was like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. I know your mom said that you're a rapist because I posted an anti-Trump thing. Yes. Well, I was posting the facts about the girl accusing Trump. Right, because he's still in the midst of that trial. Yes. Which is very interesting. Yes, it is, mother. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> Mother. <laughs> and then, uh, so she posted 17 she, comments. Oh, my God. So I deleted no them. And two days later, she went back, found that post again, and reposted. And, I got, and it was worse. So I deleted them again. And I text her. I said, please don't what comment fuck? on my Facebook. I'd never comment on yours. I didn't we realize my blocker. mom could be a troll. And then, and then sometimes she, the trolls are the ones who gave birth to us. I know. She's the worst. <laughs> and then she went into this long thing about how I'm a cunt and a whore. And wait, on and, your Facebook? No, texting. And then she's like, and by the way, Still. your hair is butt fucking ugly also. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. Is she got mental issues. It yeah, seems she's like super it. bipolar. Say, like, wow. She's just not, All these, I have, my mom's bipolar too. She doesn't do that. She? Oh yeah, and she, she on is, lithium. She was for a long time, and that did not do well with her. That didn't. Then she lived in a car for a little bit when I was a kid. I didn't even realize it. Until Whoa, I was older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, she, she's not. Oh, that's not. She's not that. Yeah, nasty. she gets romantic. But she gets manic, but like not that. That's oh. Yeah, she's real rough. But once, I mean, 
Wow. Yeah, I know all about that. I mean, did you know as a kid, like, yeah, something's wrong? Yes. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's good, because that's pretty intense. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Do you, Does she ever normal? Does she ever get her on a normal day and, and then she slips away from you? or is Yeah, she... she's really fun for like four hours. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she just like, you can see it flip. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, you lost leave her. the house. Yeah. Leave right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have normal parents? I do. Yeah. Oh, lucky. I mean, as normal as people can be. No one's really that normal. True. Yeah. True. But yeah. I mean... <sighs> Mm. healthy for sure. I mean, not like normal, but like your mom did like cool shit with you guys. Oh like yeah. She gave a shit about your Very like their, their parents. I mean, if anything, it would be like to there, but <laughs> I don't, I would never blame anyone for that. That's why we're overachievers, both my brother and I, but, um, is your, is your, was your dad in the picture? Yes. But he worked a lot at night. Mm-hmm. So he would like we'd be in school during the day when he was home and then we'd come home and he wouldn't be there because he'd be working. OK, so mm. and we what, saw him on the weekends. And what's your relationship with your dad like now? Super chill. My dad is probably the best human being on the planet. OK, oh, that's good. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. He's is awesome. he with your mom still? He is. Wow. I know. Oh, wow. my parents are still together, too. And sometimes I'm like, why? <sighs> OK, <laughs> yes. dad, you're all right. I want to make sure you're working on you and you're getting some needs met, you know. Well, he doesn't have hearing anymore. So oh, there you go. That's why he can't fucking hear her. She can do whatever she wants. Happy she anniversary. Wow. That's why they fucking get along. He has zero hearing. He, he has. He's very, deaf. He's deaf. Yeah, basically. Wow. Every text. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Does great. he know what happened to you? Yes. Wow. Yeah. One time he broke my mom's hand. Like she was like trying to shove me down the stairs and he grabbed her hand and crushed it. Because... Uh, was this after he knew what happened to you? No. Oh, you mean next, no? No, mean what happened to you? Uh, sex traffic trafficking? Thing. No, they don't. Oh. I, that would kill my parents. Yeah, I was gonna say that probably. I haven't yeah. told my dad. Well, because it's interesting because everybody deals with it in in a unique way, and a lot of questions we've gotten posed were like, "Do I tell my mom?" Eh. I'm like, I feel like if you did, that weight is going to be on them for. I mean, a ch- if I imagine a your child, child, yeah, having that happen to your child, like you're gonna fucking. I would go, I would try to kill every single person that touched yeah. her. Yeah. Like yeah. If yeah. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. So and, I would go crazy. Yeah. And yeah. that's got to be frustrating because it's like, well, I mean, I, if you feel the need to tell people, it's like, well, then they got to have, they got to realize what happened and then they're going to bring it up and they're going to get so affected by it. But it happened to me and I don't want to fucking relive it for them to feel better. And that, like, did you ever get shit for, uh, dealing with it in any specific way that you dealt with it? Like from people who were close to you? No, not That's really. Good. Yeah. That's good. It was because nice. they knew who you were and they like knew. Yeah. One girl that was friends with me said that it was her own story. She was like, she lied and it was my story. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I was like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, more That's than bizarre. one person. I was like, if you also have had a sex trafficking story, we couldn't. We're be not friends. competing yeah. for the better sex trafficking story. Like multiple people can have it. We can go to therapy together. Right. Yeah. Instead, Weird. I was know. she trafficked? I don't know. I kind of like. It was very. She went on like an attack rampage, and I was like, huh. "You need to slow down." Yeah, because now I'm trying to. Now I don't want to like get to the point where my st- I'm trying to outdo your sex trafficking story. Like, let's just have our own and that's okay. Yeah, I didn't want, I was like, I'm not going to deal with this because I got shit to deal with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah. But that's when I was like, women are awful. Because then I started this whole like, 
discovery thing and yeah. I was thinking about humanity as a whole. Yeah. And I was like, it's not that serious. Not everybody's that horrible. So wait, did you discover that women are awful? <laughs> We we talk women about that tough. a lot, but I mean I think it's we we have been set up by society yeah. to be against each other though. Oh, yeah, I for think sure. it's internalizing it, and then we don't realize it, and then we're just being cunts, <laughs> and then it's like ah, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, I think uh, I think also we have you know I've talked about this on my old podcast, but we have a visceral drive that we are supposed to compete with each other mm-hmm. for the best mate. It's part yeah, of it's our always DNA. for a guy or yeah. it's usually for a guy. I'm like, why can't like the Beyonce song? Why can't we be competitive in the field of in the career field, which is, can be healthy competition and like strive for us to do better and without having to like knock each other down, but also wanting to be better than somebody else at a career or something to the point where it doesn't ruin your life. But like that could be healthy and then it lights a fire under you. But or we can just coexist. And yeah, and just like, I don't live. love competition. I think it's I, I the only person I compete with is myself. And that competition well, is the fiercest of all. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> yes. That's that, the greatest love of all. Well, it's something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't know. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't need someone else doing good to make me want to do good. I just need to like, find my, my truest potential. And also, we're all very different. So if you're going to do well in whatever efforts. you're doing, yeah. Yeah. that's great. I'm going to do what well on what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not but I like, like seeing people's other people's successes make me like, yeah, that's like I I don't like I get excited for other people when they have successes and I'm like, okay, that makes me want to be fucking cuz there's enough to go around. That whole notion of like, well, their success takes away from mine, like it doesn't. Stop thinking that. Yeah, I've got I've worked with a lot of women and it is challenging. Yeah. It's but I mean, where do you work with a lot of in training? Yeah, I'm a personal trainer. Yeah. Okay. So they I've got other female trainers there that are doing well. But then I'm I'm also the same as you where I'm just like, I've got comedy. I've got my show. I've got all this stuff going on. So I'm not concerned with that's just right. my that pays my rent. Yeah. So I don't really care. Yeah. But the, the girls there are always always telling me what to do. I don't know. I I sent off this air. I think that I'm really not paying attention, which I probably not. But they're like, you really need to wear a helmet when you're riding your bike. I'm like, just worry about yourself. Oh, like in your day to day life. Yeah, they oh, they God. get really into they my don't... personal things. So I'm like, calm down. I got shit going that's, on. That's condescending and insulting. Like I I understand the benefits of a helmet. I mean, you know, <laughs> you're, you're that's like when it's if really I smoke obnoxious. a cigarette outside, everyone's like, that's not healthy for you. I'm like, oh, it's not. Thank you. So oh my much. God. I, I'm so glad you told me that. Thank you, sir. People are so annoying to smokers. Honestly, I am not a smoker. I have never been a smoker, but I've always been around smokers. And it's, I would, if I was a smoker, I couldn't even, because I would have committed a murder by now <laughs> and I wouldn't be allowed to smoke because I'd be in my prison cell. <laughs> but like, well, you can smoke sh- there. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Everyone's it, it doing something. me every time a stranger tells me that. Like it, it, and it hasn't happened to me a lot, but like the, maybe like three times. But every time I'm like, what the fuck are you trying to accomplish? I with think this? that I saw you smoking that one night that we went out and then I went, Oh, oh to Corinne's birthday party? Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, you're a smoker? And then I just kinda like was like, What ifs? Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes just, you just don't know. Yeah. It's like a little secret that you found You're out like, about. Oh, somebody. okay. Oh. I usually don't like yeah, I, I don't I used to try to hide it now. I'm like, nah, whatever. I just don't. Because everybody was shaming you? No, because I was shaming myself. But I'm like <laughs> then I should stop doing it, but I'm not, you know, I still like smoking at night. So, and during the day, so I <laughs> can do it. Yeah. yeah. You, you shouldn't quit until you fine. want to quit. 
Because I feel like sometimes you would just be like, oh, I don't, I don't really smoke. I only smoke six cigarettes a week. Yeah. And it's like, well, then it grew. And then you're a smoker and there's nothing. Okay. Yeah. And so we all do stuff that's not like the best for us. But I mean, I think you can, I think you can pick your vice. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I do pick worse mine. Drugs. Yeah, because people are like, oh, you shouldn't eat fast food. I'm like, well, I'm going to continue to eat fast food, I'm not eating it every day. And also, even if I was, it's my body and I can trash yeah. it if I want to. Yeah. Leave me alone. Then, yeah, because then I realized like, oh, you should quit a bad habit because you want to quit the bad habit, not because somebody else would be happy if you quit. That's what I learned. You can't be like perfect in like the way that you live life. So I think it's like you just don't want to overdo it. And it's like, I truly think everyone should just pick a vice, whatever it is. Vices can be healthy. Do you what, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, mine probably not. <laughs> what mean, you, what's, what's your, your vice? vice? Marriage? Yeah. Proposals? Oh, marriage? Marriage? I do love a nice uh, a narcotic. Okay. I really, oh yeah, I really do. I love a good one. Wait, what are narcotics? Um, oh, this is so stupid. But like the drugs? Which, yeah, but with schedule, like which should drugs fall under narcotics? Oh, like I do coke and MDMA. Okay. Okay. Got yeah. It, got it. <laughs> I like was hoping it was one. something harder. <laughs> no. Math. <laughs> I do. I like my teeth. So wait, have you ever done meth though? I mean, there's meth in MDMA. Oh, really? I think so. Because it's a roller coaster. So it's got like the speed in it. And then, yeah, I did a quarter of a Molly once and it was fun. Super fun, right? Yeah. (laughs) So, but how do you, how do you make that advice that you can, that it's not going to take over your, your whole life? Well, I only do it like once a month. Yeah, there you go. Maybe. Even Coke, you only do once a month? Yeah, I really haven't bought Coke. Well, mostly because it gives you like a bloat in your belly. Really? It oh, makes really? you skinny. It, it made me shit and then go to <laughs> yeah, bed. For sh- oh, like really? go to bed after I shit. I just I was like, all right, I worked hard. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> That's exactly the bit I say. <laughs> do you have ADD? Um, I think I do. My mom has bad ADD. Oh, because that. I think I do. Because it's such an upper. So if you have ADD, it's like Ritalin. It makes you crash. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was very calm on it. Oh, yeah. I was very like... If you did way more, it would have worked. Oh, uh, okay. Because <laughs> I know it was good because the friend who gave it to me was very rich. You should way <laughs> The last good stuff that I did, we had Charlie Sheen's dealer Holy that shit. gave us an eight ball that was like, I did it and I was up for 20 hours and I was Whoa. like, I'm never doing this oh, again. That sounds horrible. It was really... I was like, I just want to go to sleep and I smoked all night. I was like... <laughs> 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 Menthols. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. It was a strange well, shit. Night, you know? This is, this conversation has led to so many places that I just <laughs> did it. I, I learned so many nooks and crannies about your personality well, I'm and, and experience. Sure. That's so fascinating. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you fit a lot of extra years into the 35 that you've <laughs> that more pe- actually yeah. lived. Yeah. And you that's, know? that's something to be, Yeah, that's something, you know, you your life ain't boring. <laughs> That to me is like the worst tragedy of them all is to lead a boring life. That's like the saddest thing I could ever think of. I want the end to be a little boring. Yeah, because I feel like by that time you'll be like, all right, give me a rest. I know. I do want to buy like land for my dog. And that's land for your dog. How about for yourself? No, for the dog. (laughs) Because you wouldn't go run and frolic around the land, but your dog would. My dog would. Yeah. And I would call it back. I would love to have a farm with giant dogs. Yeah. That'd be cool. So what's the future? You're just, are you going to get married again? Probably. I mean, yeah. Uh, you don't know who yet, but not, <laughs> are you whoever. seeing anybody now? No, I'm just fucking around. Nice. Yeah. I'm not really interested in a relationship. I got too much shit going on. Yeah. So it's hard to date because men take a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Have you found that? Yeah. I feel like you've found a good balance. You guys have really found. They take a lot of attention. They really do. A lot. 
it's I don't too know. Much I mean, me. not. I haven't found that, but I mean, maybe it's because I don't see it. Like maybe I don't. I, maybe they do need a lot of attention from me, and I'm not noticing because I like being nurturing. So yeah, I was I like, know. I think you're already giving it. That's why you don't yeah. notice it. Yeah, it, it doesn't like exhaust me or anything. If it, it has gotten to the point where it's exhausted me before, I'm like, this is not fun for me. Bye. <laughs> but you just put your phone away, and then you're like, I'll deal with this later. Yeah. Well, where can we find you online? What's your pot? What the oh, podcast? Yeah. All that stuff. Let's um, promote you. I'm at need- Mara Merrick. Okay. Everything. Uh, and then my podcast is Happy Never After HNA Pod on Twitter. Yay. I know. It's so fun. I talk about all my divorces and marriages, and we have people that have been divorced on. It's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. I know. It's a little like, what, what's your whistle for that? <laughs> yeah. I know it. Great. Well, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. Glad things are on the up and up for you. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, and this has been Guys We Fuck the Anti slut chimney podcast we'll talk to you next friday you had to get in my business so i'ma show you who the real witches pagan satan a wiccan who gives a fuck cause you don't know the difference intuition queen forever i'll be my don't need my third eye to see a true being your words are fleeting and bleeding with negative meaning you think i'm white trash but i'm high priestess looking at you while you're looking like a mess goddess versus a pretty princess i'm about to put this little girl on blast with my habit, I go magic, no top hat, a white rabbit, you are just baggage with your bitchcraft, your man's face is the throne that I sit at, I am the mother, the maiden, the crone, I am the sun, the stars, the moon, I radiate light, I'm in full bloom, so fuck it, you're thoughtless, you're taking up room, bitch, 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 I'm gonna keep calling you a bitch cause it's fun, ha, bitch, 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 you bitch, you boo-boo, you bitch, 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 boo-boo-boo, bitch, 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 you bitch, you boo-boo, you bitch, 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 boo-boo-boo. Bitch, 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 bitches. Steady talking at the next instead of stacking up, they ready. Can you tell I want to read this? Word about it, petty energies, and if you ain't a fan of me, I know you ain't on business. Bitch, I ain't got time for your checkers, it's just in this session. I'm no adolescent, but better I'm monopolized. Ten years ahead of these bitches, be honest. God is like hair Thanks for listening to Guys We Fucked. Uh, support for Guys We Fucked comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Join over for 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. For a special offer, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF. Again, that's Talkspace.com slash GWF. 